Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Be You with Declan Edwards. Now, I'm so excited that you're here, as always. I'm never not excited that you're here, but this week I'm particularly excited because we're going to be exploring the Japanese art of Shinrin-yoku, or forest bathing. And it's something I've stumbled across recently that I've personally really benefited from. I've actually just completed a research article about Shinrin-yoku and how it positively impacts physical and emotional well-being. So make sure you tune in for the whole episode. And as usual, make sure you take the knowledge you gain from it and put it into action because the topic we're covering today really does make a profound difference in your overall well-being. So without any further ado, because I'm so excited to get started, let's jump straight in to this week's episode of BU with Declan Edwards. So in 1994, the American girl group TLC released their now famous song, Waterfalls. And I thought about singing it for you guys on this week's episode, but I don't think I'm going to do that to you. But take a moment to think of that song, Waterfalls. It's now so famous. And in the song, we're encouraged to not go chasing waterfalls. But what if TLC were wrong this entire time? What if chasing waterfalls and immersing ourselves in the nature that surrounds them is actually a great practice that promotes well-being? Now, the reason I talk about this is because this is exactly what Shinrin-yoku is, or the Japanese art of forest bathing. It's immersing ourselves in an outdoor nature, natural environment, specifically forests. They're big fans of forest bathing over there. But this can really apply to any outdoor environment that's really natural and back to basics. So it could be going through for a walk through the park. It could be immersing yourself, even if you're living in the inner city, in a, a little local garden there. Or for best results, it's really about getting away from technology and getting away from industrialization and going back to our roots and immersing ourselves in nature and in the forest. So this concept of Shinrin-yoku, or the Japanese art of forest bathing, is something that I came across late last year. And when I was reading about it, I went, this makes so much sense, because I found within myself, when I was outdoors, when I was climbing mountains, when I was hiking, I just felt better. I felt happier. I felt more physically fit. And those results didn't just stay when I was there. They actually came home with me for a few days. So I really became interested in this concept of people getting outside. And obviously, when we look around these days, we're the indoor generation. Most of us spend nearly our entire lives indoors. We sleep indoors, we wake up, we jump in our car, which is indoors. We drive to our workplace, which is indoors. We get out of the workplace, jump in the car, it's indoors. We drive home, we stay indoors. We're rarely enjoying the outside environment. And that which we are is normally very industrialized, especially if you're living in the city. So this idea of getting back to our roots and back to nature, which is evolutionary where we came from, made so much sense to me. And the more I delved into the research, the more I was blown away by how much proof there is, scientific, academic evidence of this concept of forest bathing being beneficial both physically and emotionally for people. So what we're going to do in this podcast is explore this idea of forest bathing, talk about what it means. I'm going to share a bit about how it's impacted me. We're going to really start with how it originated and where from, where it's at these days. And of course, we're going to talk about the benefits that Shinrin-yoku has to physical and emotional well-being. 
So let's keep moving on. As always, this episode is broken into five-minute chunks or less so that you can digest it really easily on your way to work or whatever you're doing. Whenever you're busy, you can just take little chunks. But as always, we encourage you to listen to the whole thing for best results. So let's move ahead by looking at how Shinrin-yoku came to be a thing. So in 1982, the Japanese Ministry of Agriculture, Forestry and Fisheries coined this term Shinrin-yoku or forest bathing. And what they started to realize is that their citizens who spent more time in nature and less in the industrialized big cities like Tokyo were actually happier. They had less rates of depression, less rates of suicide, less rates of anxiety. Their physical health was better. And just really overall, they were happier, healthier people. So they started looking into this and going, well, why is this the case? What is it about being in touch with nature that makes a difference to how we feel? And as a result, forest bathing has now become a cultural well-being phenomenon in Japan to the point where there's now doctors over there that prescribe forest bathing as a method for helping with many physical and mental illnesses. So instead of just being popped a pill or gone, this is your diagnosis and you're going to have to take this medicine, they're going, well, we can actually combat this and make help you feel better by prescribing 30 minutes three times a week of being in nature with no technology, and what they started to find was that was working. People were getting better results out of their health and their well-being from being in nature. So it's become a very complementary and very um, natural form of therapy for many uh, different physical and mental illnesses, which is quite impressive. And as I mentioned, the more I looked into it, the more it made sense to me. So recently, for example, I was uh, up in Brisbane studying my postgrad in positive psychology, and I was staying about a 30-minute walk out of the city. Now, I could have caught the Uber in each day to where I was studying, but instead, I was taking a 30-minute walk across the river, or down by the river first, then across it, and then through the city's botanic gardens. And it was just the best way to start the day. Like every day up there, I was happy and I felt great. So obviously, there's a few well-being things happening there. There's being outdoors and getting sunlight. There's exercise and walking the the way. There was positive relationships because I was meeting very lovely people along the way. But then there's also this concept of Shinrin-yoku and immersing myself in nature. That little 10 minutes of that 30-minute walk that was through the Botanic Gardens was some of the best uh, moments of being up in Brisbane. I genuinely enjoyed just wandering around the gardens and taking in the nature and allowing it to sink in. And this is in the middle of a city. This isn't even having to run away to the bush or the forest or get away from everything. But I still experienced some of the well-being results that we're about to talk about that are linked to Shinrin-yoku. So I want you, before we start think, uh, talking about the proven physical and uh, emotional well-being benefits of forest bathing, I want you to start thinking about, okay, when in my life have I been outdoors or been in nature and it led me to actually feel better? Because the evidence is in itself. Like We're going to talk a lot of, about theoretical evidence and academic evidence in a moment. But I think some of the best evidence is when you do something and experience it for yourself and go, you know what, this actually works. So have a think about that, and then we're going to start looking at some of the scientific evidence that's come out about forest bathing. So let's talk about the emotional well-being benefits of forest bathing first, because they're ones that really interest me. Of course, we're going to talk about the physical ones as well in a moment. But starting with the emotional benefits, it's been proven that getting back to nature and immersing ourselves in it, and this idea of Shinrin-yoku, is linked to lower levels of stress 
anxiety, depression, suicide, you know, these things that we're talking about before in Japan, they've started to study this and they're finding that it's being proven all across the world. Um, You know, one idea of why this is, which is quite powerful, is evolutionary, we have a link to nature. You know, up until only a few centuries ago, we predominantly lived amongst nature. And we've really become detached from that. It's almost like part of the human soul is really wanting to go back to where it started and reconnect. I think there's something quite profound about being in a natural environment and letting it sink in, be it by the beach or a forest or wherever it may be. But another reason, this is one that definitely contributes to my sense of emotional well-being when I get back to nature, is stepping away from technology. You know, we're the generation that wants everything faster, better, harder, stronger, immediate access to all things all the time. And that can create a lot of stress on us. You know, habitually checking our social media all the time or playing on our phones or all these distractions that we have going on can actually really tear our focus away from what's going on for us inside. So many people I know use social media and technology on their phones as a distraction for how they're actually feeling which they can distract themselves for a while, but eventually there's going to be a straw that breaks the donkey's back and it's going to come crumbling down. When we get back to nature, it allows us to actually check in with ourselves emotionally and mentally and have a bit of time for introspection. You know, rather than looking outwards all the time at things to make us happy and keep us engaged, we begin looking inwards. And we begin thinking, okay, how am I actually feeling right now? And that allows us to catch how we feel before it becomes, you know, a 10 out of 10 of depression or a 10 out of 10 of anxiety. We can catch it in its early stages and begin redirecting it. Now, another reason it's so beneficial on our emotional well-being is simply because nature is slow. When we're in the forest, there's not this rush and hustle and bustle of the city. There's not all these distractions and all these tooting cars and, you know, all these visual and auditory sensor, uh, stimuli that are coming in and overwhelming our brain, it can actually slow down for a bit and start going, okay, let's just take things in. It's, it's forced mindfulness, basically. You know, if you've ever heard of the idea of mindfulness and how beneficial it is to our emotional well-being, I personally find mindfulness is a little bit hard in the city when I've got all these distractions around me. But as soon as I'm back in nature, especially if I'm somewhere that doesn't have cell phone reception, that's just a bonus, I actually automatically become mindful. It's amazing. It's just by everything going so slow around me, I actually have time to take it all in and process it and fully be present there, which is obviously a great way to reduce stress, but also increase well-being. So, you know, there's these really cool proven reasons why getting back to nature and and immersing ourselves in it is so beneficial to our emotional well-being. So what we're going to do now is turn the tables and look at physical well-being because there's some really cool science coming out about how being in nature affects your physical health. Okay, buckle in because the list of benefits I'm about to run off to you could go on forever. Getting back to nature and immersing ourselves in it, this idea of Shinrin-yoku that we've been talking about this episode and forest bathing has been positively linked with so many physical well-being benefits including lower concentrations of cortisol, which is the hormone that makes people feel stressed, lower blood pressure, decreased levels of physiological stress, decreased risk of heart attacks, stroke, cardiovascular disease, um, diabetes. There's all these physical links that come through that are so beneficial for us physically. There's a few reasons why this is. We mentioned one of them before when I was talking about Brisbane and going for that walk every morning. 
when we're in nature, we're normally exploring. Like you still get some of the physical benefits from just slowing down. We spoke about the psychological benefits and emotional benefits just a moment ago, whether you're walking or not. Like you could literally just sit in nature and get those benefits. But a lot of people, when they're in nature, will start to explore. They'll walk, they'll climb, they'll do things that naturally in evolution we're designed to do, right? We're not designed to sit at a desk all day every day in a little box cubicle under air conditioning. We're designed to be in nature, to be exploring, to be climbing trees, to be jumping over rocks, to be walking, to be moving around our environment. And when we start to do that, obviously we get all the benefits that come from physical activity. So that's one reason why being in nature is so beneficial to our physical health. But there's another reason which fascinates me. So basically, when we go into nature and we surround ourselves with nature, especially in the forest, trees secrete these molecules onto us. And I know that sounds really gross. It sounds like a tree is just spitting on us as we walk past. But what these molecules do is really cool. The first thing they do is they actually boost our immune system. So we're less likely to get sick. And this is the amazing part. So there's been a lot of study done into Shinrin-yoku or forest bathing and cancer. Now, the body's natural way of fighting against cancer progression and tumor cells is something called a natural killer cell. So it's a little, think of it, I call it like the assassin of the, of the body. So these little assassin cells, these natural killers go around and they hunt down cancer cells or cells that aren't behaving properly and they take them out before they get too problematic. And what they've found through academic study is that forest bathing not only enhances the immune system, it even increases the number, number of natural killer cells. So they sent people to the forest and then tested them against um, people who weren't doing forest bathing. And they found that people who were doing forest bathing regularly had higher numbers of natural killer cells in their blood, and so they were less likely to end up with cancer. And those who did have cancer actually had a better rate of um, beating the cancer. So it's, it's amazing, and this is why I said at the very start, they're now starting to prescribe this like doctors are prescribing forest bathing in Japan because they know it's so beneficial. So, you know, for us, we look at all these psychological and emotional benefits, but even the physical ones, having higher immune system, having all the benefits that come with exercise, having these natural killer cells increase in number, there's so many benefits to getting back to nature and so few people are doing it. Like I genuinely want you to think right now how often you're just immersing yourself in nature not sitting there scrolling your phone watch, they're actually being present in nature. Because in a moment, we're going to talk about how you can bring Shinrin-yoku into your life practically. You know, the goal is not to be a hermit and live in the forest all the time. I understand that we still have jobs and families and houses. But how can we bring Shinrin-yoku in practically? And how often do you have to do it to really tap into these benefits? So if you've tuned into this week's episode of Be You with Declan Edwards and you're going, wow, Shinrin-yoku, forest bathing, this sounds amazing, I definitely want more of this in my life, but you're also thinking, Declan, I live in the middle of a city, there's not a forest nearby, how the hell am I meant to incorporate this into my life? Well, I've got really good news for you. So the first good news is that there's been studies that have shown similar benefits, not all the benefits that we spoke about, but similar ones. Um, just by immersing yourself in urban green spaces, such as public parks or even office gardens. So when you're on your lunch break at work, rather than taking it inside where you've been all day, 
Go outside, go for a walk, go to the local park, sit there and have your lunch. You'll get some of these benefits we've been speaking about. Now, if you can, do what I was doing in Brisbane and park your car further away and walk to work through a garden. There's little immersion actually makes a big difference. You don't have to, as I said before, you don't have to be a hermit living in the mountains to get these benefits. You really can work it in. Um, if you're someone who's going, you know what, there's no parks or even office gardens anywhere near me, well, last, you know, can you get to a beach? Can you get to anything natural, basically any nature, and, and definitely leave your phone behind when you do it, uh, if you can, or, or at least put it on airplane mode and don't look at it. Actually immerse yourself there. As a last resort, if you can't do any of this, there's been a couple of studies that have shown similar um, emotional benefits, not the physical ones that we spoke about, but the emotional benefits of forest bathing, just by looking at photographs of nature. Like, literally just by staring at a photograph of nature um, for a period of time, people begin to calm down, they begin to relax more, their stress levels drop. So, <laughs> worst case, you know, if you've, I don't know, got a terrible boss who never lets you even leave the office whatsoever, in which case I'd really think about changing jobs, but that's a side note. Now, can you just have a picture as your desktop screensaver of nature that you can look at and actually enjoy? So there's all these ways that we can think outside of the box and start working it in. Obviously, the, the obvious one is on weekends, take the family out and go on a date with someone, catch up with friends, but do it in nature. Immerse yourself there and let it sink in. Now, here's the other good news. You don't have to do it eight hours a day. In fact, there was a study that found that the immune system benefits that we spoke about in the physical health section of forest bathing could still be seen 30 days after a forest bathing practice, which means you don't have to do this daily. There's a couple of studies that suggest that the physical and emotional benefits of forest bathing kick in even as infrequently as once a month. I personally aim for once or twice a week, but even if you could only do this once a month and make it a full day thing, you're going to get a lot of benefit out of it. So as, as I said, I do it once or twice a week and I try and aim for 30 minutes to two hours at a time. But it's really about making this work for you, which is why I said at the start, think back to a time when you were in nature and really benefited from it. And if you've been listening to this episode going, you know what? He's right. This is so true. Getting back to nature is so beneficial and important for my physical and my emotional well-being. Well, your next question is to start thinking about how can you integrate Shinrin-yoku or forest bathing into your life? How can you work it around your other commitments? How can you work it around your job? Are you able to do it multiple times a week or is it going to be a once a month thing? Is there a park nearby you can go to? Is there a forest? Can you do a day trip? Can you go hiking as a form of exercise? You know, start thinking, how can I actually integrate this and take action on it? Because I promise you, you know, from all the academic research, but also from personal lived experience, this works. It makes such a difference to how you feel emotionally and physically. So with that said, I'm going to let you take all the knowledge you've gained from this episode, put it into action, start practicing forest bathing, and I encourage you to let me know how you go with it. You can do that by emailing us at grow, G-R-O-W, at bucoaching.org and just drop me a message and let me know how you go with practicing Shinrin-yoku. It's so beneficial. I'd love to hear your stories. But until then, as always, be empowered, be exceptional, be you. <laughs>